Welcome everybody back to Down for the Count. So today is our second cover of WrestleMania 36. So we got Don back and we always got the co-hosts, Alexis and Nicole. So everybody watched WrestleMania today. We're going to do round robin and let everybody give they, um, they thoughts on what they thought. Everybody straight? Yep. Don? Well, like I said, for the most part, you know, it's a couple matches I didn't care for. Uh, and a very strong example, Alistair Black and uh, Milk Dud didn't care yeah. for it. I didn't want to see it. I will say that finish was smooth as hell, though. He kicked the shit out of him. <laughs> I like that finish. That was that was a clean on me. Right. <laughs> uh, other than that, it was it was pretty good. You can tell they had a whole whole lot of time on their hands to put all this stuff together, which is nice and neat. Um, I have to for pure entertainment, and this is not a live crowd, so they had time to put shows together. Like when I was watching. AJ Styles versus Untake. I'm like, what the hell is this shit? I don't want to see this. Give me, you know, poorly recorded I did this in my backyard horror scene on YouTube. Oh. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, Michelle daughter recorded this. She had to. This is not... But as it went on, I was like, okay, I like it. I get the gist of it. I wish Michelle would have came out. I was like, keep my damn name out your mouth. <laughs> hell. Oh, that would have uh, that would have been a great finish for me. Come on, it was good. I wish they would have did uh, the American Badass thing. That would have set it all up correctly. Um, for the most part, um, everything that I predicted came out right. Only thing I wasn't too sure about was the SmackDown Championship Women's Championship. Mm. I wasn't too sure about that. Could have went either way, but. Bailey was the most noticeable option. But I really like the show. I give it, you know, I'd say about an 8. 8.6. It's a stellar for what they could provide us. That's higher than most matches you, or most you give them from pay-per-views. Yes. Mm-hmm. I hadn't been this excited about pay-per-view in a while because I can tell you last year WrestleMania, I'm not at all. Yeah. I don't know where and when, but I know I took a nap somewhere today. I don't like long shows. I can't do long mm-hmm. shows. Like the last long show was what? Um, like a long match was Dean Ambrose versus Seth. I took a nap. I woke back up and it was still wrestling. <laughs> uh uh-uh, uh. Very tired though. Uh uh. fucking long. tried it. That match was long as hell. You know it. That match was long as hell. Uh. <laughs> And it did not pick up until 30 minutes after. You might as well have been an Iron Man match. Wow. I didn't like it. I fell asleep. <laughs> Nicole? Um, I called it about Charlotte. <laughs> I feel so vindicated. Um, I told you. I so vindicated. I was like, also, if people didn't catch um, the homage, um, Rhea was getting to her gear, and I'm mad that I didn't clock it till like I thought about it for an hour. 
Um, she's a huge Dragon Ball Z fan, um, specifically oh. Vegeta. Uh, it was Vegeta. Yeah. I thought you realized that. That's why I didn't say anything. Why you let me sit here and look at the woman and you didn't even tell me? I thought you figured it So I thought that was like a very clever way to play Amish. Like she loves Vegeta. She has like two. <laughs> she I think she has like two or three Vegeta tattoos, honestly. At least two. Um, I mean, saying Vegeta is the GOAT, and I, but this is a Dragon Ball Z podcast, and I will go on a tangent about Vegeta for an hour, and I'm not going to do that to everyone. But um, also, I just, I just love the storytelling of all the matches. That's what I think I really like this. Um, last, um, last night was really good, too. I loved last night. But I loved all the matches except for Alistair and except for Alistair and Bobby Lashley because there was no story to tell. It was just like just two two people fighting and Street Profits and um, Garza and Austin Theory. I almost called him Ace Austin. Oh, God. Oh. But yeah, and then also, yeah, those are the only Mm. those are the only two matches that didn't have a form of storytelling. But um, obviously, (laughs) um, and once we go match for match, I'll talk in depth about the Funhouse match. But I just thought (laughs) this was this is honestly fucking genius, Mm -hmm. and. I'm not, and I know people are going to be like, oh my god, whatever, but no, this is literally fucking genius. Yep. Mm-hmm. Whoever, all the producers who put this together, all of them need fucking raises. Yep, yep. Fucking people raises. Especially that cameraman kept getting his ass beat during... <laughs> I hope Jesus. And I hope he was fucking. Because he fell down. At first, I was like, they ain't that bad. And he just kept falling back. Oh. I didn't need to do him like that. Jesus. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, once we go in depth to all the matches, I'll pop off then. But A plus. Alexis? Um. I have absolutely no complaints. Um, I said it last night. Tonight was just, it was like smooth transitioning because you thought it would be kind of weird at first, but it, it felt like there, it felt like you paused Mania took a break for a while and then came back. That's what it felt like. And um, the only match that like really seemed awkward was that Alistair, uh, Alistair Lashley match, but like I love Alistair Black's entrance, so like anytime I get to see it, it makes me happy. Um, it was it was really good. I had a lot of fun watching it, and you know, for like memories, this was my daughter's first WrestleMania, so I'm gonna remember this for like, of course, because you know it's the weird thing going on but it's like my this was my daughter's first WrestleMania that she she watched and she was so excited. She got a fire mania too. She's lucky. Yes. <laughs> she, uh, she uh like she kept calling Edge Killer Cross 
And then she looked at me and she goes, Mommy, I don't know wrestlers' names. I'm like, it's okay, baby, you're trying. And she was getting into it. Like, Street Profits came out. She knows who Street Profits are. She started dancing. And I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> she is going <laughs> cool. Like, uh, the, uh, the Boneyard match, which 24 hours later, people are still talking about it. And the Firefly Funhouse match. This is better than anything they could have done live. I agree. If my ass knew how to write, I'd write a whole fucking dissertation about the Firefly Funhouse match. I'm not even kidding. Not a dissertation. And I know I said last night there was really no, like, emotional attachment to last night, except, like, I'm with Don. I would have liked to see Michelle be the one to, like, dump the dump the, uh, dirt on AJ or, like, do the crap yeah. or the fucking faith breaker and, you know... Ride off, get on the motorcycle, and ride off into the sunset with Taker, because I think that would have that would have made it even better. But um, I love the Firefly Funhouse match. It was everything I was expecting and more. Because I told these two last night, I want it to be like if LSD and Acid had a baby, and that baby watched Pee Wee uh, Pee Wee's Playhouse. Like that was my expectation. Pee Wee's Playhouse was on Acid. Yeah. It's like you kind of got what you wanted. I know. I was happy about it. Um, you know, the emotional aspect, like when Mandy and Otis kissed for the first time, and, you know, it was oh, young yes. out to help. That them. was so fucking cute, and she looked good. Like, yeah. Um, God bless Shout out to Drunk Wrestling History, because they put on their Twitter, they're like, so why did Mandy come out like that? And I said, boy, I, I said, like, if you would go all out, too, if you didn't know the next time you'd be on TV. And they're like, true. Like, if I okay. any body, I'd be wearing that shit all the time. But, like, <laughs> it was like a fairy tale ending. I loved it. You know, when Bianca came out to on Montez to help the, when they, when um, Selena was doing her thing, I'm just, Bianca got her WrestleMania moment, which she rightly deserved. And Drew winning, like, it it was just, like, it didn't feel, it didn't, like, I'm watching, I, like, I was thinking about it afterwards, and I'm like, Seth's win last year kind of felt cheap, because all knew it was going to happen. Yeah. But, like, this one kind of made me a little on edge, because I'm like, okay, a lot of titles haven't been dropping, but if I'm trying to go by that formula, we've had some titles change. But, I don't know, I, I I loved it. It made me feel like a kid again. And, you know, they need to keep this up. You know? So, I'm, I'm very happy. I, I love both nights. And WWE is my first love when it comes to wrestling. It always has been, and it always will be. I will. It's like you have unconditional love for WWE. I do. I can tear it down and still build it up at the same time. And it's just, I will never stop watching it because of that reason. And this WrestleMania was unique basically because of the circumstances but also because of the card that was set in motion. 
And then they had so many things happening. And for them to be able to come through and to pull out something like this, that within the next couple of years, you can look back at it and go, even though this was going on, we got this classic pay-per-view. That is unprecedented. I don't care what anybody says. This proves why WWE is at the top, why they have been at the top for so long, and why if they continue to go down this path of production, they could stay at the top. It's not always about how many people, who's on the card and who's wrestling who. It is how it is structured, how the story is built, and how it ends. Everybody is going to remember this WrestleMania. And it's not going to be remembered because necessarily because of who was on the card, but it's going to be remembered because how the cards played out and how each match was played out. Probably the two most rememberable matches are Takers and Cena's with, with Wyatt. You're going to remember those matches instantly because of how they were produced. Mm-hmm. I, unfortunately, was not able to see that match all the way through. So I have to go back tomorrow and watch it. I also did not get to see Bianca's entrance coming in to help her husband and Dawkins in at the end of their match. I didn't get to see any of that shit. So thanks, WWE, because I paid my $10. Okay, I pay mine every month. And I, my, I, that was, you remember, that happened to me at SummerSlam. I missed right. like a good, no, I missed like a good hour and a half from SummerSlam, and I was pissed. Ooh, pissed. Yeah, no, I think it was longer than that, because I missed the entire pre-show would not work. No, I think maybe about 20 minutes of the pre-show worked. And like, Which was the I whole match, that, that whole match on the pre-show, she missed that. Oh. Yeah, I missed the whole match. I didn't see any of Becky and Natty's match. No, nope. I didn't see. I didn't see a bunch, a bunch of matches actually. I was so angry because I was sitting here like, okay, I'm on my phone. I'm trying to watch it, and when I got to the end of the match with Garza, I saw the Street Profits win, but it skipped out. And the next thing I know, the Fatal Five, Sasha Banks was coming out. So I was like, oh, okay. Cool, you know, I didn't know she came at all. And I I I always don't go in the group chat because y'all see it before I do. So I tend to steer clear of it just because I know I'm going to get spoiled. It's gonna get spoiled for me. So I'm sitting here watching it and I happen to look at my phone and A-list Dreams got the video. I'm like, what is Bianca doing there? When did she even get there? I'm like, maybe she came out there and, like, ruined Becky Bailey's match or something. I watched the whole Fatal Five way. I'm like, so she not coming out. Okay, what the fuck happened? So I go in the group chat, and I'm like, she came out there and held Montez and them, and I missed it. Oh. Then it gets fast forward. I got to watch the whole Fatal Five way. I watched that. I got to watch, um, what was it? What was after the Fatal Five way? Yeah, I got to see the beginning where Cena, where the lights cut off and they went to the Firefly Funhouse part. Where it cut off on me was when John Cena was the doctor of thugonomics. Completely cut out. Uh-huh. 
I was sitting here like, well, what is going on? It would not go back. So I missed the whole match. I didn't even get to see the fiend come out there. I didn't know. Wow. I missed oh. everything. The next thing I know, Brock Lesnar's coming out there. I'm like, this is some bullshit. I tried to rewind it and cut completely off and was like, sorry, an error happened. You have to start over. And I had to go to the live part. Otherwise, it wouldn't play. So I missed all of that. That happened to me last night. I don't remember the match. I just remember, like, my screen went blank. I could hear the audio for, like, five seconds. And then that cut out, too. And then we're trying to get it to work, and it kept saying, we're sorry, an error's occurred. And it took us, mm-hmm. like, 10, 15 minutes of yelling at, you know, screaming at a TV because, you know, white people think yelling at shit's how you fix it. And, um, <laughs> uh, suddenly it came back on, but all we had was, like, audio. There was no picture. And then the audio crapped out again, and then we, like, turned everything off and redid it, and then it just went about a play and I'm just like what the fuck man like I paid my ten dollars this month give me my fucking show thanks that's all I'm saying like y'all gotta mm-hmm. say, I don't know what WWE gotta do but they gotta either buy new servers so they can house all the people that they wanna stream this service to so that it will play properly because I'm sorry I should not have to upgrade my internet because you motherfuckers don't wanna make sure everybody gets the same quality entertainment Weren't they doing that shit before War Games too? Like, like I was trying to get onto the War Games pre-show, and it wasn't working. And I like two minutes before War Games came on, it finally started working for me. And I'm like, what the fuck am I paying you for? Okay, so um, let's start with the first match. Which did you guys watch the pre-show? No. Uh, yes. um, barely. I was kind of cooking in middle of it, but I had it playing in the background, though. No, I, I didn't. I heard, I just, I heard fucking Natty. I watch see, it. I got scared. I heard Natty. I didn't realize that they were already going, and I just heard screaming. <laughs> oh, you talking about that pre-show? I thought you were talking about the Cesaro match. No, I'm talking about no, that was um, yesterday. Yeah, you talking about the pre-show. Oh, I thought you were going in order. Okay. No, no, no. no we are. Oh, we recapped it. yesterday already. We're gonna do part two today, y'all. Oh, okay. So the first match of the night, if you watched it, was Liv Morgan versus Natalia, <coughs> and that match lasted six minutes. And that was six. It minutes. was okay. Yeah, it was six minutes. That was a long six minutes. It <laughs> was. It was okay. It wasn't bad. It was okay. It was a it was an okay showing for Liv. I'll I'll say that. Yes. It wasn't terrible. It was it was a good match for her. It was it was a lot of back and forth between the two of them. But I can't say it was great, but it wasn't bad either. I I can leave it at that. I'll take the word for it. I, I was dealing with stuff before oh, my I didn't say that was pretty decent for Liv. You know, I'm not a person who's like, oh my god, Liv is just so great in the ring, but I do think she does a pretty good job for what she has to offer. She's got to work on cleaning it up a little bit more. That way she can execute her moves more smoothly, and whoever's in the ring with her, they can do what they got to do more smoothly. 
then you know they 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 see something in her and you know we know anybody who gets put with Natty they automatically get better. I don't know. Well, it was a clean match because she was with Natalia, so it, there was not, there was no botches. Honestly, that match was smooth. It was just, it was okay. You know, it, it wasn't like something to awe about. It was okay. Yeah. 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 I, All right. Yeah. yeah. What stands on? Man, they are fucking rough, ruthless too. I'm starting to think well, I'm fighting. We ain't got to the fans you need to be talking about yet, so just hold on, Alexis. Oh, just, hold, yeah. just hold on. Charlotte Flair versus Rhea Ripley. Their match lasted 20 plus minutes. What do y'all think about the match, Don? Okay. Oh. I'll let Don go first. That was some hardcore. Charlotte blinked. Like you, she was so loud, you could hear her blink. 
Like, <laughs> she made it known. Like I'm just like, she was yelling to the gods. Okay? I don't like the yelling. I don't see yeah, no it. It was basically a triple threat because half the match, Rhea's in her punching and slapping and kicking her knee and all that. I'm like, I'm like, girl, like, do that to Charlotte. Like, I'm out of here. I'm out of here. <laughs> but, um, other than that, it was a good match. I okay, it did kind of caught me off guard though at the beginning when she did that rip tie right away. I was just like, wait a minute, this is gonna be too fast. Wait, and then <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, hold on, but um. Other than that, it was a good, it was, it was a really good match. Like, and I'm gonna say really good, but it was a good match. But um, yeah, I got, I'm, not, I can't like really complain about it, you know. Um, I don't really have any complaints. I'm just, I'm really curious on how, what they're gonna do as far as Charlotte's reign now. Um, are they gonna consider her 12-time champion now that? And if she's third friend, when did um, she get the eleventh? Her first NXT title ring. They never counted it. Okay. Why? They didn't count. They never counted NXT for anybody. What about the Divas mm-hmm. title? They yeah, count they that. that one. Well, they count. One. Well, not now because it's, NXT. it's a dead title. So, like, it's acknowledged, but it's not part of, like, the Grand Slam of schemes because it's yeah. a dead title. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, if they, like, uh, but they'll, they'll acknowledge it, or, like, they're doing, like, a photo shoot, or, like, all her accomplishments or something. But other than that, she's, like, a one-time Diva champ, four-time Raw champ, five-time SmackDown champ. And then she's won the NXT title twice. So, I just think they need to start acknowledging her as a 12 time if they want to establish NXT as that third brand. I don't think they're going to call her a 12 time. Well, it's not going to make sense for them to call her a 11 time when she held the title twice. That's a lot of Nicole, what did you think about Rhea Ripley and Charlotte? Um, this match I had the least expectations for. So I do like Rhea Ripley to a certain extent. Like I like looking at her. <laughs> but um and she's not bad in the ring. I think a lot of it is has to deal with her still being very young. So okay. I feel like she's still, like, I view her the same way as Liv. Like, she has something, but she's not completely there yet. That's why, I don't know. But I'm not, but I don't, like, I'm, I don't dislike her, but I'm not, like, a huge fan of her. I like her. I was very impressed with her in-ring-wise. I think mm-hmm. this is going to help her improve and raise her stock because it doesn't hurt losing against Charlotte Flair. Nope. Mm-hmm. Just like it does a lot for you when you win. So that's why I was happy that she won because whoever beats her in NXT, 
their stock is a is raised a hundred points. So I thought that was very smart long term booking on whoever's decided that Triple H or Sean or whoever down there or Road Dog. So and that's what people need to realize. I rather um, Rhea take the bullet and let's say EO gets the belt. EO's gonna look like more of a fucking star than she actually is. Mm-hmm. Or if you think about what if like a dark horse happens? What if someone like a Shotzi wins it? Or uh-huh. or I'll throw another dark horse in there. Or what if Mercedes Oh, shit. Gets it off her. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like, you have to realize whoever gets that belt next is going to automatically get shot up. So that's why I need people to calm down about Charlotte taking the, t- taking the belt and going back down to NXT for a minute. She's going to help move up that I agree. roster because mm-hmm. I think they realize low-key, honestly, the women's roster is low-key has the potential to be better or is better than a men's roster. No, it is. It is better. It is. So they brought down the right person to help elevate that. Yeah. So I think people need to calm down and realize what they're doing. This is a very long-term game. And if you want to be real... This is going to really, this is really going to separate them from AEW women division. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. they're doing is going to fucking, they're already miles ahead. This is going to be putting boats, mountains, everything in between than what AEW is doing with their women's division. It's long term smartness. People need to realize that. Mm-hmm. This is a very smart long game. Smart booking wise, smart creative wise, smart money. So people need to shut the fuck up. Also, <laughs> Charlotte looked fucking fantastic. I loved her role. I don't know. I don't know what. Yeah. She needs to drop the surgeon's link because once my coins <laughs> get in order, <laughs> I'm gonna go to them. And get Once my Trump's checked, you know, <laughs> yeah. she knew what I she said, was doing. Really Charlotte, give me a discount. <laughs> Do you have a discount code? Do you have an affiliate link? Literally, I'm Charlotte, I, was, I literally could not, and Rhea looked really good too, but I could not stop staring at Charlotte for a few minutes. She was beautiful. She looked great. She looked so beautiful. Come down her face. And I'm not one of those. Shut your ass up. <laughs> I was literally, I was so captivated by her, like her ma- her eye makeup, her again, her titties, her her hair. I'm I was looking at the same. You had to get Nicole. Nicole, you had to get some. You got to get some. Same thing. But then when her makeup started to sweat up, I was like, ooh. And it didn't matter no more. Shut the fuck up, It didn't matter. I'm tired of you. It didn't matter. It served its purpose, and that's the first. First five yes, minutes first, are good. Yes, but, the but that's what I'm saying. Like, and again, <laughs> Charlotte. I know Charlotte has had probably one or two many title reigns, but this me, I was like, Charlotte is a star. 
Becky wants to talk about she's a fucking goat, no, that's Charlotte, honey. Mm-hmm. True. Yeah. Charlotte, real like that's what I'm like. I don't. I'm. I'm not. I'm turning into a Charlotte Stan account. Charlotte showed <laughs> why she is the better Flair. And I've been saying this for a minute. Charlotte Flair is leagues. I don't give a fuck what no one said. Charlotte Flair, Flair is leagues ahead of her father. Point that is blank. Fact. That is facts. I will but argue. But she should be better than her father. Like, you shouldn't should be, be in your father's shadow. You should be better than him. Yes. If you want to be a second, third generation superstar, be like Rock, be like Charlotte, be better than your parents. Yeah, don't be like Cody. Okay. Uh, oh. Oh. And, it's the motherfucking truth. Don't even try it. Factual. Or and on factual. that note, we can go to Alexis. Oh, that's going to stop. That's what you want to skip over to Alexis. That's okay. Go ahead, Alexis. All right, fine. Um, I really... And she's on mute. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> call your ass out. Um, I didn't mind it. I really just hope that they're going to do what Paul said they're going to do because I really don't want to see her run rough, run rough shot through the NXT women's division because I really I really like their women's division. I like it more than the main, like half of them on the fucking main roster. It, like I mean, hell, half of them fucking came from NXT to begin with. Um, I just hope they don't, like, I know I, I know I don't say this like Barry, but they make Charlotte like untouchable and blah 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 because they did the same thing to Shayna, and then here comes fucking Rhea one night and you know so um, I I really had no complaints I and I thought for the longest time until... I heard you Chip I had to go pee thank you <laughs> I hate you. I hate you. No, I just, I thought when she came out for some reason, because, you know, Charlotte's the queen. So when I saw Rhea's gear, I'm like, is she trying to be like Freddie Mercury from Queen? (laughs) (laughs) No, I didn't think that. I don't know. I saw it because she came out and like, the white vest, which I gotta admit, now that I'm looking at it again, it was fucking tight. I like that. Um, white leather is very hard to pull off on certain people because it can either make you look really tough or really dumb looking. Um, I, I like the spikes on it. I, I don't know. I just thought that would be like, you know, here comes Charlotte. She's the queen. And then here comes Rhea, you know, paying a homage to Mercury. I thought that was, that's what I was thinking. Um, <laughs> you thought she was doing it for the gangs? <laughs> no. Don't start that shit. Up. Do not start that shit. I'm not playing. <laughs> Cut it out. Cut it out. I hate y'all. We need another white white host. Be like, prepared. Be prepared. I I thought. I thought it was really, I like the gear, I like the match, and, you know, I want to just see what they go from from here. You know, like I said, no, really no. To piggyback off of Alexis, I don't think that Charlotte was meant to be NXT Women's Champion to bury or to take out most of that division. She, it is exactly what Nicole says. She's meant to elevate it. 
And if Rhea had to drop it to someone, yes, it would mean something. But when you have a wrestler at the caliber of Charlotte, it's like having John Cena drop his title to Kevin Owens. It and lose to Kevin Owens on one of the on the big show. It it is the same instant. That's why it's being done. I don't see Charlotte being in NXT for a whole year. I don't see that happening. No. So as far as I'm concerned when it comes to that match with Ripley and Charlotte, I thought it was awesome. I didn't have a problem with the yelling because there was no crowd. So yes, they were overselling. Yes, there was yelling. Yes, there was screaming. No. They were overselling it. I didn't have a problem with that. Um, I liked, I liked all of them. I didn't have an issue with it. I enjoyed it, so I was fine with it. Um, I was glad Charlotte won because I, I knew she would win. I, I picked her to win. And now I want to see how they're gonna do this with this ladder match at NXT. And. I want to see who's going to win that and who's going to be the first one to challenge Charlotte Flair and how that's going to play out. I have a feeling Dakota Kai is going to be the one to win. I don't think so. I, you know what? I sorry I, to interrupt you, Tess. I don't like Dakota Kai at all. I don't. I, I don't. I, I didn't even really like her that much of a face. I don't. I just don't see anything in her. Like, and I'm not even trying to be. I don't see it. I don't understand me with the vegan. whole. <laughs> I like Ooh, Tegan yeah, a little shit. bit more. Tegan also is someone now. My aunt, I but I like Tegan a little bit more than Dakota. I just I don't I don't see anything from Dakota. I really don't. I don't. I don't understand what why was the whole hype. Which it makes me. It kind of makes me question why they paired her with Raquel. Um, I don't know. That that leads me to believe that one they either don't believe that Dakota is believable as a heel character and they want her to have somebody like a henchman by her side to kind of make it a little bit more believable, or they use Dakota to bring Raquel in, which they didn't have to do that. They could have had Raquel have a similar um, entrance in the NXT like Nia did. Just let her go through the roster until she get to a opponent who can stop her. So, I don't know. I feel weird about that pairing with them too, but overall, I like the match with Ripley and, and Charlotte, and I thought it was a fun match. So, moving on to the next match. Aleister Black versus Bobby Lashley with Lama. Who? Okay, I'll I'll go first on this one because it's very simple. The match was fine. It wasn't something to write home about. But the best part about that shit was Lana interfering and telling Lashley to stop. And that (laughs) Alistair kicked the shit out of Bobby Lashley. It was funny. It was. That shit was funny. She telling him to spear him. And Alistair caught that nigga square up. Yo, I lost it. I was like, that was primo. That was the best part about that fucking match. He sitting on the back yelling at like, what happened? Like, nigga, you know what happened. You, <laughs> you should have kept doing what you was doing. You might have won. That was the first mistake. Don't listen to Lana. Okay. Shut your ass. Lana ain't have nobody sitting. 
gruesome. And that was like, what, five years ago? Yeah. You ain't got it no more. Um, I, I'm always, I always mark out for Alistair's entrance with just him rising up from the stage. I thought that was really like fucking awesome. Um, he came out and I'm like, oh, look, he's doing a homage to Undertaker. That's so sweet. You know, (laughs) um, I like Alistair Black. I really want them to, to keep doing what they're doing with him. Like at least have him on TV. Um, don't have him squashing no name jobbers every week. That got old really, really fast. Um, I like to see him and Buddy Murphy go at it again. I don't want to see that. I don't want to see. That. I like Buddy Murphy and I like Black, but I think they can they can give Black somebody else and they can give Murphy somebody else. Murphy, it seems Murphy can work with pretty much anybody, and so can Alistair. I don't. Uh, I, they can I, be more with Alistair. I would like Alistair to just have like not even a championship match, but I would like to see him maybe like. If Drew McIntyre comes out and he goes, you know, if it, anyone wants to come out here and prove themselves to me for the for a future title shot or something, and I'm not saying Alistair needs a title shot. That's what everyone's saying. Like, they get title shot. They get no. I'm not saying that. Just have him and Alistair put on a great match, and I think that will be great. Um, but you know, when I saw Bobby Lashley again with the fake eyebrows, I fucking lost it. Like, <laughs> eyebrows on this man again. Um, and y'all did it worse this time than you did the first time. Like. Shit. Um, also, in case people right didn't off. know, which I also found out today, the reason Bobby Lashley hasn't really been on Raw as much and why he looks a little bit leaner is that he's training to go back and do some MMA fights eventually. Okay. Once this is all squared away. Glory be to God. Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, chat. Well, like, line of tickets. Hitchhiking on up out of here. Well, I mean, I yeah. posted, but, when, um, when he was supposed to come back, they were like, oh, yeah, we're going to have you go up against Lesnar, which I could see. But then they stuck him with Lana and kind of made him a joke, like, super fast. Oh, no. Alexis, because when he came back, he was boring as hell. <laughs> this is something new. It's Bobby Lashley. I don't, I don't have also. I don't have anything to really say about the match because it, it wasn't nothing to say. It was just I there. Agree. It was. It's a filler I match. I agree. It needed one. That's it. Ooh. It was a calm down match. No, it's not me. being shady. It's just you have to have filler matches in Mania. Yeah. I would have rather saw the storyline of Ruby, Sarah, and Liv continue than to see that <laughs> for no reason. You ain't shit. It was no purpose for that match at all. They hadn't even had a story together. They never even crossed paths. They said, oh, okay, I want to fight you. Well, there was no story for the Prophets and Garza and, and, and Theory. I mean, oh, unless you theory, count last that. Monday, so was Black and, and Lashley's match. But you got to think, Theory was never in, was supposed to be in the match. It was supposed to be Andrade. Who had I'm not understanding what the issue is then. If there's no no story for Lashley and Black, there was no story for Theory and Garza and the Street Prophets either. They could have took Theory out. You know, I just like seeing Theory on my TV. Yeah. <laughs> but I don't like seeing Thank Bobby you. on my TV. So they could have been fucking Alistair and Theory together. I, no, know, I was damn. just thinking that. I was just thinking that. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, 
like Tiff said, it's mania. We need those palate cleansing bathroom break matches. And, you know, and this is no Shea Pallister, but that's what it was. And, you know, he still came out looking fucking great. Well, that's that. <laughs> just for me, I'm just like, I'm just ready for Alistair to get like something serious now. Because, like, I just think Alistair needs this long-term feud and not for a title, just like a long-term side feud, whether it's going to be with AJ again, whether it's going to be with even, like, Seth or, like, even Seth, uh, even Kevin Owens or he just needs a side feud that's really going to establish him because... In the time that he's been here, and it's been like what a little over a year now, he hasn't really done anything. And even though Ricochet isn't really getting a push, we've seen a better showcase of Ricochet than Aleister Black. And I just feel you don't, you, you don't. My fear is I don't want people to just like just give up on Alistair as like a lost cause because they're not doing anything with him like yes he's there every week but like he's not doing anything memorable right so like um so like even though I like his matches with buddies their few really didn't have a story and so I just need them to like really capitalize on what Alistair's character is and just like run with it and like push him like give him like they have the talent in the back that he can do it with that they can pull out like he can even turn and heal and ha- and feud with Ricochet it gives them both something to do and like I just need them to do something with him because I'm not getting anything right now. And, like, I really like Alistair. I just need them to do something. Like, y'all, y'all put more focus into it. Eric Brown and that old um, Halloween City, Halloween Park, whatever that story is, Spider. <laughs> Alistair. I would have gave Alistair the cage. Fuck that <laughs> damn spider and that cage. Fuck all that. <laughs> Well, shit, know. and fuck Rowan. Shit. He can love her with his friend. That yeah. shit pissed me off. I just thought like like Luke Harper would be Vince and um, Eric can be Stephanie. Ooh. We moving on from there. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Otis versus Dolph Ziggler with Sonya Deville. <laughs> oh my god. Like, the heart-wrenching story of WrestleMania. Oh, she's so dramatic. <laughs> she ain't lie, though. Was it hard, Richard, really? It was. You think about it. This story has been going on since, like, what? A little bit after... Since the Declaration of Independence. Oh, <laughs> damn! <laughs> this was started, like, around for a while, but then it didn't really start up speed and people were getting interested in it. Yeah, because like, yeah. first, you know, they was trolling, you know, he was like, ooh, Mandy, yes, she was like, mm, Otis, uh-uh, then, you know, it started picking up, they started rolling with it, it was, yeah, it was after Thanksgiving, that's when she got that, gave him that ham, 
She gave him that ham, started getting cakes and shit. You know, um, it was very. It, this is one of the good stories that played out very well for a minute. It's been a while since we've seen something like this. Yeah. This is it better than that. like Mandy played well in like love triangle type of storylines. Whether should, she is she like. a strong woman. Girl. Not today. <laughs> so, she ain't there yet. Whether she's a villainous style character or like a today. She will be like, you know, the hero style character. She plays well when she's bouncing off of other people, and it's kind of got that love triangle style story. That is where she thrives the most. So, as far as it coming full circle, I liked it. I was happy for Otis, but I got a feeling that this this ain't gonna last long, and Mandy gonna do some fucked up shit, and she gonna go right back to good or thought. <clears throat> Not Mandy. Yes, yeah, Mandy. Yes, I love yes, a Mandy yes. fact. Uh, I, I just like it because it's like cool. Like, Wait, I, I can't hear you. Can you, can you hear me now? Yeah. yeah. Okay. This is like the most relatable storyline because you know you either went through something like this or you know somebody who went through something like this. And, True. You know, just like everybody, I uh, we had like a like a, a party on Discord just listening to it, and everybody everybody was cheering for Otis. Even my one friend who I just found out like self stigler, so I have to really question her friendship now. Um, he was like, he was. Like uh, he goes, I like Dolph, but I want to see him get his ass whooped by Otis. And like we were cheering for him. Like Kiddo was cheering for him. She had no idea what was going on, but she's just like, you can do it, Otis. Like everyone was like so emotionally involved in this. And then when Mandy came out, like we're like, okay, what's what's she gonna do, you know? And then she went after Sonya, and then she low kicked Dolph, and then the ending where he just. He picks her up. I'm gonna cry. God damn it! Oh um, no! Not oh my God. <laughs> her up, and they're smiling, and they finally kiss for the first time. It's like a fucking fun fairy tale ending, you know. And sometimes you just need that mushy shit, and it it played out perfectly. And he's just like carrying her, and he's like a big dude, so he's just like carrying her with like one arm. I'm like, holy shit! <laughs> they walks off into the sunset. Actually, yeah, especially since it's like you know Mandy has a lot of muscle mass. Yeah. So the did. fact that he was able to pick her up, just hold her one handed, I was like, Mandy's really muscular. Jesus, Otis. <laughs> but um, I like the match. The match was cute. Yeah, it was a nice little match. It was like, you know, it was nice. I didn't expect Mandy come um, clock Sonya like that. I thought I she was talking about. I was that like, no, I was saw she was, she was coming down there. I mean, I knew she was gonna come out, but I thought they were just gonna like talk, be like, oh, what are you doing? How could you do this to me? I didn't expect oh, her to come out and just like. Would you go out there and talk 
if you found out that your friend sent a text from your phone fucking up your date, you turn to your friend, you gonna whoop well, your friend. If ass. I was gonna fight her, I would have fought her the day I found out. Bullshit. Mandy was the strong. He's like, you can't believe it. And then when you really sit and think about it, you're like, oh hell no. Then then the insult to injury bitch decided to come to the ringside with Dolph Ziggler. Mm-hmm. Like they were some grand RC team. Mm-hmm. No, hell no. I would have came down there too. And she should have hit Sonya harder than that. You should have, you got still that clock shit. That I really want to know this. I, I really want to know how Sonya's going to explain it though. I really want to know that. She can't. I, they should have a explain <laughs> Here's what I think is going to happen. When we finally get a clear answer from Sonya, she's going to be like, you know, look at you. It's gonna be like this. And I'll, I'll bet y'all anything. It's gonna be like, look at you and look at him. You are better than him. You can get so much better. And blah blah blah. Like she's gonna try to say Mandy is too pretty for him and he's too ugly for her. And I'm like, bitch. Well, I'm like, that's the bullshit because it just seems to me like you going, you doing a lot just so she won't be with somebody. Like, what mm-hmm. is there to gain for you? Because whether right. she went. Whether she with Otis or whether she with Dolph, she's still with somebody. Her time being split with uh, from you, you don't have all her attention. So what was the end game? Because we already saw what Dolph gained, but what did you get out of it? That's what I want to hear. That's the explanation you need. Because she, there was nothing that she could gain from her, from him being with, for her, from Mandy being with either one of them. So I want to know. What exactly Dolph Ziggler could right. help her gain or help Mandy and her gain by her being with Ziggler? I want to know what, what she was trying to do. Because I'm no totally shade. confused. No shade, but um, if anybody was going to sabotage a relationship, Mandy should have been doing that to Sonya. Well. Because the, the little thing she got at home. Oh, no. um, Mandy already self-sabotaging um, with just staying with that chick and letting her mess up some bags for her. So I don't. So she is sick for that, and I don't feel bad for her. Damn. Okay. Dang. I said okay. Ed, Ed, you Randy Orton. Thirty-six minutes. Oh, I didn't no. get to see all of that match either. I came in on that match at the end. As you should. It was the performance center. That's really, I mean, no shade to Edge, no shade to Orton. Well, yeah, fuck Randy Orton. I don't like him. But pretty much, <laughs> hey, you guys want to see the behind the scenes of our performance center? That, that was pretty awesome. I thought it was just me, Alexa. I swear I thought it was just me. I swear. That too. <laughs> and then you have fucking Orton trying to pull a Benoit and hang an Edge. Yes. No, he did yes. not. Yes, he, he like, did. He tried to like hook him around some training equipment that they had. Oh, shit. Ed was hanging now. And we're mm-hmm. in the in the group chat, and like at the same time, me, me and Kay go in there. Same time we type, is he pulling a Benoit? <laughs> I'm like, that is so. That is in very poor taste. If that's the first thing y'all thought about, I can imagine what everybody else was thinking when they saw. Oh, it. Twitter went off. Of course it did. That's disappointing. 
I came in mm-hmm. at the end when they was at the in the back of the performance center, and they had got to the table. It glitched out again, and next thing I know, they're walking back where the production trucks are. And that's where I came in at. What y'all saw on my Instagram is where I actually started watching, what I actually got to see of that match. It was great seeing Edge again. And, you know, everything, especially like his 24, I. I got through half of it and then I just started bawling and I'm like, I can't, I can't watch this anymore. Like I just, I can't, and, um, not, I can't do it today. And, um, it was great seeing him, but like, when I think of like, no holds bar, false count anywhere, like you're just basically y'all are just beating the shit out of each other. And it was Um, like very, very long and drawn out, I think. Well, I know that a lot of people wanted to have a stronger level of violence because it is a last man standing match. And albeit you you know that Edge can wrestle, there are limitations. That's why I kind of wish... Which is why I, I said of, before it should have been a different stipulation match. Yeah, I don't... I, don't, I think the last man standing match is, is, a, is too long. Absolutely. It was too long, mm-hmm. and that that drew it out, and then people became disinterested because there really wasn't much that he could do. This was his first match back, honestly and truly, and to be real, they were trying to be as careful as possible with mm-hmm. him, even with what they did. That was still them being careful, because you don't want to do anything that could hurt him and injure him, and also ruin the potential of future matches down the line. So, yes, on one hand, I understand where everybody's coming from, that this match didn't deliver what exactly it wanted, but at the same time, on the other hand, I understand why. And I, because I didn't have to sit through the whole 30 minutes, I'm a, I, I don't have the same indifference that you guys have. I was just like, okay, well, what I saw, I liked. But I didn't see all 30 minutes of it. I literally saw the last six minutes of well, the match. Well, I would say is from the start up until they got into the area where the crowd was supposed to be, that's when it was good for me. But when they started going to the other back parts of the, um, the PC, it was just mostly, you know, a lot of throwing him, throwing him into the wall, throwing him into the wall. That's where I was like, okay, well, I'm not yeah. going to sit up here and watch y'all throw each other into the wall and shit. So let me know when y'all got something else going on. That took up a good, what, 10, 15 minutes? Yeah. That's where the production trucks was at? Right. So... That, that was the weak part of the match, but overall, I say it's about a four out of five. <coughs> four is being generous, but yes, four out of five. Mm-hmm. Nicole? Nicole, what did you think? Um, the match was a lot longer. Honestly, the match probably could have been cut down to just thirty minutes, in my opinion. It, w- it didn't need to be cut down a lot more, but I think it would have been okay that if it was shaved down a little bit more. 
Um, I liked when they were backstage in different parts. Also, maybe because you can see different stuff. So I thought it was really cool how in the conference room, they had pieces of Hell in a Cell. That was cool. I thought that was... I just... And again, I liked the storytelling behind it, especially like the last portion of it when Edge was like heartbroken basically that he had to do this he was and his like and also Edge has always been great at facials and this and this is what makes me mad about Randy Orton Randy Orton is is amazing yeah he's no I don't no matter all the shit that I I'll talk shit about Randy Orton all the time and no matter shit that we give him and his partner, he is one of the best in our generation. And it makes me mad because you forget about it until he does shit like this. And he can be like this all the time. Yes, so, I agree. Um, yeah, so I like um, I, I like the match. Um it was really good. I think I'll appreciate it more tomorrow. I think it's going to age. I think it's one of those matches is going to age very well. Um, but it kind of got lost in the shuffle because so much else was going on. I mean, yeah. people paid attention to it, but I don't think it's going to fully get its flowers till a little bit while from now. Um, that's how I felt about the Miz and Shane match. Oh, me. I love that match, though. I think out of Mania last year, I thought that was the second best match of the night. Yes. But it was so overshadowed by everything that was going on with Seth and Becky and the women's main event and Kofi Mania. And it was just so much going on that got flooded. And that was the second best match of the night, in my opinion. So, um... I do. It was a good match. It could have been a little bit shorter, maybe five minutes max. Um, and I don't know. It's just going to age very well. Good for them. I think that match probably would have been better if the crowd was there. That's one of those matches that needed needed that energy. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But I didn't have a problem with the match. But then again, like I said, I didn't have to sit through the whole 30 minutes. Though I understand some people's, I understand Don's critique and Alexis's critique of it, but I I could see it from both sides. Um, I will say for me that um, the match it's I you you know Tiff because I told you a few weeks ago I wasn't a fan of the stipulation of the match and basically when you watch the f- match in full. I felt like I was watching a false count anywhere match, which is what I feel they should have had from the jump. I said they should have had a false count anywhere, or they should have had like a chairs match, and that way they could have had all this because it just, for me, it just didn't feel like a last man standing, and it was just like it felt like it was a tour of the performance center, and like Randy and Edge were background noise. That's what, and then like you got like when they first went to the back, it was like they couldn't get the lights on in there for like a minute. So like Edge is just on the floor and you can't see him. 
And it was just like, okay, we need to fix this. But um, I don't know. I just, I'm just not a fan of the stipulation. But um, and you can you when you watch it in full, you can see how protective, protective they're trying to be of Edge, which is why I was trying to like be a little lighter on it. But I agree with Nicole. It could have been shaved down a little more. But as far as like the story aspect and just like um a showcasing aspect, I think they both did pretty good. And um Yeah, that's like my only critique about it. Um for me it's not a match I would go back and watch, but um I don't hate the match, you know. Well, Anybody else have anything to say about Edge and Randy's match? Good ending. No. Don't pull that thin wash shit ever again. <laughs> God. All right. Next match. The Street Profits versus Angel Garza, Austin Theory with Selena Vega. And little surprise guest came out at the end. Miss Bianca Belair. Oh, my God. Okay. So, I fucking love the Street Profits. I'm probably going to order their, one of their shirts on Wednesday. I don't care. Yeah. I'm, I, I, I yeah, yeah. We got, like, we had, like, red fucking solo cups in the garage. So, like, right before their match came out, I ran out there and started drinking for one just because, like, <laughs> mania. Um, and, uh, like, so when they came out, my kiddo just jumped off the couch and she started dancing to the theme song. And I'm like, what's that? And she's like, mommy, it's the street profits. It's the street profits, mom. I'm like, all right, I'm doing something right with the parroting thing. I'll, I'll roll with it. And, uh, like, it was, I just, with her. like, what? You should dance with her. I yeah. was. Like she was, you know, she was jumping up and down, and she's like, "Come on, mom, do it with me." So, like, trying to act cool in front of my five-year-old, like, you know, whatever. And um, <laughs> like, like, they, Street Profits is a good example of like they could have phoned in these, you know, the intros, the match, whatever. Montez came out there, like they're at fucking Raymond James in this like fifty-three thousand people. And he's just bringing it. He's bringing that energy. Same with Dawkins. And they, I mean, it was a great match. Um, still not a big fan of Angel Garza. I do like what I see of Austin Theory. And when Bianca came running out at the end of the match, when Zelina was trying to beat up her man, like, I started screaming. Because I'm like, where's Bianca? Like, is she going to come out? And she comes out. I'm start. I'm screaming. The people were watching the sh- uh, mania list start screaming. Kiddo starts screaming because she still thinks because like when, from her gear and from NXT Portland, she started yelling, "Mommy, it's the princess! Mommy, it's the princess!" I'm like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> <laughs> well, she thinks she because the way Bianca came out uh, at Takeover in Portland, she the she thought she was a princess. I was like, I'm not going to even tell her anything different. I'm just going to let her roll with it. And, like, everyone was freaking out. And I'm just really happy that the Street Profits and Bianca 
got a WrestleMania moment. Like that was my biggest like happiness out of them. Like they were in NXT last year, and yes, Bianca's still in NXT, but she's coming up soon. But they're they they got their they got their time at WrestleMania, and I was very happy for them for that. Zelina looks like she stole her shit from Triple H, because when they showed her shoulder and it's like the cold skull, I'm like, did this bitch rip off Triple H's gear? Like what the fuck? Oh shit. <laughs> Anybody else? Um, um, I'm imagine I left it. My favorite part of the match is seeing Austin. Oh, oh God. God. Oh, God. We don't care. We don't care. <laughs> and stripped for us. It's just, it was an amazing show. Then they never dropped oh, people coming out on top. It's just amazing. Darn, we don't give a damn about Angel stripping, and we don't care about <laughs> our We talk about the match. Did you like the match? I told you I liked the match. I liked what I saw. We don't want to hear about Angel right. Garza taking off his pants. He takes his pants off every day. <laughs> and it's a sight to see. It's so amazing. I'm done with you. I'm done with but you. I liked when um Bianca beat up in the ass because Zelina popped looked crazy. That was fun. See, Zelina in a while because she's walking around like, you know, she's all big and bad. I'm like, bitch, you were like 4'11 and you ain't nothing. Like, no, and then like, what was it? Because like, I was talking, I was talking to some people in the in the group chat, and I'm like, they need somebody because Selena's always a factor. And I don't remember who told me. I think it was Kay or someone. And they told me when Candice was in NXT, she kept causing. Hey, thank you so much for sticking it out with us at Down for the Count. So we're just taking a little commercial break to let you guys know that we are on two social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter. You can hit us up there with any news that you want us to discuss, any topic that you want us to discuss. We got you. Just send it to us. We are all for people. Well, sometimes. Sometimes. <laughs> anyway, so make sure you guys stick with us at Down for the Count, and we're going to continue on with our show. Or Selena kept causing Gargano matches, and like Candace just ran out there one day and like whooped Selena's ass, and you didn't see her for like a couple weeks afterwards. <laughs> I'm like, that needs to happen like now, man. And it barely is going to happen, so I'm happy about that. Okay. Um, I liked it. Um, I glad I'm glad it wasn't long. It did what it needed to do. Um, it's also I wish it had a crowd because that crowd would have went insane for Bianca. It oh, lost. Yeah. It lost their fucking shit. Um, but also, it's that's amazing to debut on Mania. Yeah, amazing. Literally. Um, once, maybe tonight, because I'm probably going to be up till like forever anyways, I'm going to try to look up and see how many people have debuted at Mania, because I feel like that's 
very, very small number. So Fandango I'm going to figure did. that out. Huh? Fandango did. Did Fandango he debut did. against Chris Jericho? Yeah. And he won. Yeah, he did. So that's two. No wonder Jericho left. That's um, <laughs> <laughs> fucked up. Now he's, sitting, but, uh, now he's sitting in like but, um, Jesus fucking draw, draw, uh, whatever they're called with the fucking Pomeranian asshole dog. It's like, oh. But um, yeah, the match the match was cute. Um, Austin looks cute. Um, I need yes. him to trim his beard down a little bit. It's a little too shaggy. But um, other than that, um, like like Charlotte, he won in the looks department. I can't get over Charlotte. I'm gonna steal um her from Andrade. He at home ain't doing shit anyways. <laughs> you know, I really the the I'll US like, was Charlotte, like Charlotte. I'll do the I'll do the laundry. I'll do your oh meal prep for you. I'll make sure baby girl is taken care of. Oh I'm God. done with both of y'all. You and Don Rick, I'm done with both of y'all. Oh. Um, just to go back to I'm the actual profits map, it was cute. It did what it needed to do. Um, and that's it. Well, all right. I realized <laughs> that you said Andrade. Um, I just realized the U.S. title was the only title not defended at Mania this year. He, he, was, was, he was injured. Uh, he was injured. Oh. They need to throw it in the garbage. I'm, I hate that belt anyway. I hate the U.S. title anyways. And it's just been, it's just throw it in the fucking trash. I don't know why she got such a hatred for that belt. It's been rumored to get a redesign anyways. Yeah. yeah. I don't care. Throw it away. Bring back the European Championship. Oh my god. Well, they're gonna they get, if they're gonna bring back the European Championship, they're gonna put it in NXT UK. Yeah, yeah. Okay, they do need a secondary belt. But they got the North American Championship there. No, they in don't. NXT UK. Oh, NXT UK. Okay. All right. Moving on to the next match, which was. Hold on a second. Um, I believe it was. It was the fatal now. five way. It was Bailey. Yeah, fatal five way elimination match for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Bailey ended up being the victor, thanks to her best friend, Sasha Banks. Mercedes. Really, just I know what they're building up for. I know they're doing that slow burn. I still don't want to see Sasha versus Bailey part 5,792. I'm sorry, but when did we ever get a Sasha versus Bailey? Always. They, all the time. I mean, it wasn't really. I've never seen a full out, match between really. the two of them where they actually fought, had a match that actually solidified their feud to either end it or start it. They yep. fought backstage, but I don't remember them having an actual match. 
I mean, they, I, I do remember their match where Alexa Bliss made them fight for it. It was the last, they went against the last spot on Survivor Series team. But then, like, Nia Jax, like, ended up interfering, I believe. And she mm. ended up putting, like, um, who she put on? It was, like, Mickey and, she put Mickey, Alicia, Nia, Natalia, and Ruby, I think. And then I do remember they fought then. But other than that, the only two matches I remember is the two NXT matches. That was it. But they're always putting them together, and they always, because it's what happened on Raw. They started bickering, then they were friends. They started bickering, and then they were friends. And then it's always like, when Sasha, I, I don't know if it was just Corey Graves' like, commentary, but I'm like, if he mentions her backstabbing Bailey one more fucking time, I'm going to fucking shove something down his throat. Like, it, it just got very old very fast to me. And it's like, like, with, with Bailey, they could have made her like John Cena. They could have made her very marketable, and they could have done something great with her. Well, but maybe Bailey wanted to change. I don't know. I just... No, honestly, I've never seen John Cena and Bailey. I don't I have either. I mean, I've seen the fight. I, I get her the effort, but I've never seen, you know, the tenacity, the character of John Cena fitting the mode of Bailey. But, okay, but you guys have to agree. Everyone always says when Bailey doesn't have the belt, Bailey needs to be champion. Bailey needs to do this. But Bailey finally does it, and then everyone likes it for like two weeks, and then everyone's like, okay, champion. Because the thing is, if Bailey. <laughs> Her character is for kids. When she came out as a hugger, is for kids. And she's still geared towards kids right now. No adult is buying her shit. As well, he's okay, well, what now? What do you do next? Has given her. Well, to be honest, ain't nobody buying stick either. Sasha not selling her shit the correct way either. So I'm not buying her shit either. But do I understand a marketability between Bailey and Sasha possibly battling it out? Yeah, because you know the potential of where it could possibly go. You know they put on Classic in NXT. And they want to see another Classic now on the main roster. So I'm not surprised that it could go that route. And I'm not really like... I'm not at Alexa's point where she's tired of seeing them together. I don't mind them having a match, but it needs to be a one-and-done match and be over with. They should have done it on Raw when they had the opportunity rather than to push them together. They could have pushed them together after they had their battle between the two of them. They should have let it play out on Raw and then let them go together as the Boston Hug Connection, which would have worked out. And then you wouldn't have this situation with Sasha and Bailey possibly having another match on SummerSlam, Money in the Bank, or whatever. Um, but I like the fatal five-way elimination until the end. And it's like, what I really don't like is I'm watching the same program you're watching. And then after it's over, you as a fan want to come in talking about Sasha got robbed. Tell me where that bitch got robbed at. Here we go. Here we Tell me where she got robbed at. Because like in order for you to be robbed, 
Number one, you there had to be something that happened in the match that cost you the match. No, bitch, it was a fatal five-way elimination. Your ass got knocked out, and you got pinned. And if Bailey wanted to keep your ass in the match, all she had to do was move Lacey out the way. Did she do that? Nope. No. She let your ass get eliminated. Problem number one. Number two, you laid out on the side of the ring the whole time Lacey and, and Bailey fighting it out. Soon as Lacey get the upper hand, here you come with your backstabber saving your best friend so she can keep her belt. Tell me where the fuck she got robbed at because I don't see it. Doc, you wanna since you're the first one who mentioned this, um, let's talk about what you have seen with these lovely Sasha Banks stands that have been going crazy on Twitter. I just want to know where she got around it. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Literally. So I follow a lot of S- Sasha Banks stands. Oh. Sorry to cut you off. I just want to finish this real quick before <laughs> I forget about it. But, um, but the ones that I follow, I, and they're not necessarily stands. They're just like really big fans of her. And at first they were like, what the fuck? And then they're like, actually, they're like, I'd rather her win at, in front of the audience. And then I'd rather see where this plays off. And their thing is, is they thought Lacey was going to win. I did too. Uh, for a minute, I did too. Getting, that's when they started getting mad. And then once they, once like Bailey won, they're like, well, I don't, I don't, I'm not really as mad as I was five minutes ago. So it's whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I just know that I mean from the start I knew Bailey was gonna win. I said she was gonna win. I'm like for the moment they started the Fatal I'm just like, yeah, Bailey's winning. But since I wanna say since the draft even happened, fans are expecting Sasha to win the Rumble and it was Sasha versus Bailey and Sasha either way Sasha they thought Sasha was getting the title of Mania. And so the moment she got knocked out and eliminated, I immediately went to Twitter and I immediately refreshed. It was, what the fuck? What the fuck? What the fuck? They bury inside. This is her fifth WrestleMania that she lost. Why are you? Why is she being put in these title matches if she's just gonna lose? Why? Why does Vince hate Sasha? Why is they be wasting <laughs> Sasha's potential? Why are they doing Sasha like this? I'm. They're continuously burying Sasha. They're doing this, Sasha. They're doing that. I'm so. I'm just like. First of all, to address the first thing, why is Sasha continuously being put in these matches? She's just gonna lose. And for one, because if Sasha was not put in any title matches, y'all would complain about her not getting opportunities. Yeah. And for two, just because you lose a match does not mean you are buried. Amen. That's, that's the thing that people need to stop. Just because you don't have a title does not mean that you are buried. Hallelujah. That does not define you as buried. Someone buried will be EC3. Thanks. Someone buried. Oh, actually, technically, be... I found out EC3 was severely injured. But he, oh, he also has been that. buried. Um. Cedric Alexander is a perfect example of being buried. Yes. Thanks. Even Tamina before WrestleMania. Well, that, Tamina was, she wasn't six feet under, she was 12. Amen. Like, uh, that is, ba- like, re- regardless of how you want to look at it, 
Sasha was still booked every single week. She Amen. still matches every week, almost every pay-per-view. She was well, in. Because uh, y'all want to... Okay, here's the thing. Y'all, whether she wins or loses, she's still being showcased. Yep. She's mm-hmm. still in... She was in both Hell in the Cell matches. She's been in Money in the Bank. She's been in five WrestleMania. That's more than a woman longer than there from say. She's been in all these historic matches. She had she had the second longest time in a Royal Rumble. Sasha is showcased well. She's not buried. No. Nope. She just hasn't had her time to hold the title. And what wrestling fans need to learn is at the end of the day, yes, championships are the goal, but they are an accessory, not a necessity. True. And we need to get, like, because you lose one match, you're not buried. You're going to lose matches. You're not always going to get it. Because if that's the case, you could say Charlotte's been buried um, 11 times for dropping the title those 11 times. Hello. We know, we know Charlotte's not buried. Hello. So that means John Cena was buried tonight. Oh. Brock Lesnar was buried tonight. Oh. Like come like come like by that logic. By that like okay. Lacey was buried tonight then. Yep. Know, because I just feel like people immediately went for Sasha. But in my opinion, the match was good. I feel like it gave all five women an opportunity to truly showcase themselves. And more so especially Tamina. Because in really Tamina really showed that like, hey, y'all ignore me. Look what I can do. I can be this powerhouse. Give me my opportunity. That's sure. what Tamina was doing tonight. And I was I am very proud of Tamina. I knew they were gonna gang up on her and eliminate her, but mm-hmm. you it, know I I do have to add, I love that sink that sequence that they did to eliminate her. But um Yeah, but <clears throat> everyone was showcased very well. And so I like to look at it as this is just how I watch wrestling. When I even even if I don't like the outcome of a match of a um of a match, if the match is really good, I'm not as hard on the winner, if that makes sense. And for me, the match was good. I I for me, I know I would prefer if Sasha won in her hometown at SummerSlam in front of a crowd. For me, that will mean more. And so I feel like we gotta have some give or take here. I don't, I didn't have a problem with the match. I liked the match. Did I enjoy the end of the match? Mm, not necessarily, but in the grand scheme of things, I could say that I, I wasn't, I wasn't disappointed. I was entertained with the match from start to finish. The only thing I will say is that people got to stop being so fucking stupid. Oh, amen. Stop being so fucking stupid. Y'all watch wrestling and you think just because the one person that you love so much don't get what you want at the moment that all of a sudden they bury. That is not true. That's just not true and it's a dumbass narrative. Okay? You have to be, you have to wait. And sometimes you also have to stop being so fucking impatient. Mm-hmm. Sasha been gone for five months. Right. So what did you think she was going to do? Did you think she was going to come back and automatically be put in the title scene? Which she was, sort of, because she was able to go up against Becky. But to be realistic, who the fuck else was Becky going to go up against? 
Mm-hmm. Who else was she gonna rest on? Nobody. No one. is a totally different scene. You got a totally different scene. Everybody on SmackDown have potential to be champion or they have been champion. So when you put in Sasha Banks in a sea of people who already have been champion or who people who you know are going to be future champion, that's true competition. And I know damn well that it would not be smart to just automatically push her forward and put her at the top of the mountain. Yes, you would have decent matches with her. And yes, she would still be a heel and all that bullshit. And you would be happy for five minutes. But just like you motherfuckers turned on Bailey when she became champ, your punk ass gonna turn on Sasha when she become champion too. Cause you're fickle as hell. Preach, preach, preach. And I'm tired of it. I'm just sick of it. If you can't watch the show for what it is, then bitch, stop watching it. It was a great entertaining match. I like the fact that it took it showed that Tamina was a powerhouse because it took all four women to pin her and to keep her down. Like, that was the only way that she couldn't get back up is because all four of them had to be, like, on top of each other to keep her from getting up. Um, I really would like to see Tamina on my TV more, so keep using her, please. Um, you know, like, I'm a Lacey fan, and do I think Lacey needs a title? Yes, but... In the same breath, I will say Lacey is not ready. She's still got some stuff to work on. And then maybe in a year or so down the road, maybe she can be champ. But I'd rather Tamina have the title first. I'd rather Naomi have the title first. You know, like Lacey, I want, I love Lacey. She's one of my favorite people on the SmackDown roster. But I don't think she's ready for a title yet. But overall, the match. The match was very highly entertaining, and um, knowing that it pissed a lot of people off, that just makes me feel happy on the inside. Yay! <laughs> um, um, I don't know. The match was good. Um, I thought Sasha was going to win, to be honest. But as soon as she got eliminated, I said Bailey's going to retain. Because there's no way they're going to give it to Lacey right now. And um, I like that the slight story, and I like, and then I wasn't, I didn't care who won the match, honestly, when coming into it. I literally didn't care who won. Any of them could have gotten it, honest, except for Lacey, even though I'm a fan of her as well. Any, any, of, any of them could have gotten it, and I would have been like, fine, I don't care, that's fine. Good for them. <laughs> I was not... Like that's what I'm saying. So, and that, and that's why I kind of hate when there's matches like that. And I like all the people in it because I can't decide. I thought Sasha was gonna win, but then I was like, honestly, if anyone besides Lacey gets it, I'm not mad about it. I'm really not. So, and also as long as I see the good match. But yeah, people need to relax. That's the same thing. I see the people who are freaking out about Charlotte relax mm-hmm. obviously the main roster isn't the best with long-term booking but we'll we'll give them a shot with this it's a slow burn chill the fuck out let sasha have her moment at SummerSlam at home hopefully in front of some type of some type of crowd i don't do i think it will be a full capacity no i do think they'll they'll be able to do some let her be in front of some type of people 
Yeah. Um, also, SummerSlam is a big deal. SummerSlam is probably one of the most important, is the most highly regarded besides WrestleMania. Sort That's going to be this year's main. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I'm going to need people to relax on that and chill out. It's going to be okay. Relax. If Sasha herself is not losing sleep over this, you shouldn't either. Calm down. Let her, and she's in a place where she's happier with her career now because she can do what she wants to and she can project. Let her and Bailey tell the story. Let people tell the story. And that's all I got to say about that. (laughs) You know, okay, uh, what's funny, though, to me, though, was they were so convinced Sasha was winning, too, because Sasha's been trolling by taking pictures with the title. Yeah, they're so stupid. (laughs) (laughs) When the moment that picture released, I'm like, Sasha's not winning. Because you took a picture with it, too. It was on her suitcase. Yes. Yeah, and I said, I said, like, oh my god, no, it's Naomi. I'm like, no, oh. all right. Next match was Bray Wyatt versus John Cena in the Firefly Fun House match. Yes. I did not see this match all the way through, so I have no commentary for this. This is all y'all, so whoever wants to go first, have at it. This was the most coolest fucking thing I saw tonight. Like, now it's still trending. It's trending on Twitter right now. It's the people are still talking about the the Boneyard match from last night. And now they're talking about the Firefly Funhouse match tonight. I said this last night when we recorded. I want, like, the baby of, like, LSD and acid to be, like, watching Pee-wee's Playhouse, and it's exactly what I got. This was insane and crazy, and it had Bray written all over it, but at the same time, it was like a love note to John Cena's career. Like That's what it felt like to me, because they first they have him come out with like the ruthless aggression thing when he just came out in those tiny little spandex shorts, and... <laughs> And you know, it was like it, it was so fucking crazy, but it's just like they they need to do this, this shit. They don't need to do it all the time. They don't need to do it all the fucking time. But the Boneyard match and the Firefly Funhouse, the way they did it was better than anything they could have done with a live audience. Because y'all know if they record if they pre-taped this and played it at Mania, people would be bitching, oh, this is stupid. Oh, this is dumb. Why didn't they just have a live match? Like, would you really want to see AJ Styles versus The Undertaker? Like, maybe 10 years ago, I would probably want to see that. But I don't want to see Grandpa Taker right. get beat by AJ Styles. Mm-hmm. And then, like, the Firefly Funhouse, it's like, you know, they show clips back to uh, WrestleMania where Bray was hot. And everyone was, like, really into the whole cult leader shit. And they bear, and that's, I think, back then, six years ago, if you want to use someone being buried, it was Bray Wyatt. Because that's when he was super hot, and he lo- lost that mania, and then he got lost in the shuffle. Because people were like, what the fuck is this? 
that. And I, that's kind of where the hatred, like I knew it had been building for a while, but I think it was that tipping point that people were finally t- sick and tired of seeing John Cena always winning. Because we don't always want to see the hero win. When the hero wins, we want it to mean something, if that makes sense. Absolutely. So, like, I, I loved it, and Bray did great. I don't I don't get why Cena was like, he is the most overrated, spoiled. I'm like, how is he spoiled? Like, he had one time, like, both his title reigns were like, I don't want to say they were short. But it would have been mm. nice to see him go longer and not drop to like Goldberg. Outside of titles, Bray basically gets to do what he wants as far as mm-hmm. character, how his story goes, how he's portrayed, what he does, what he, he has wears, how he looks. He has creative control, you know. A lot of people would see that as, you know, you spoiled. And as far as I know, Bray has been on TV since he debuted with the Wyatt family. And he was only off for us, like, what, twice? Yeah, because that each was... each time he left, his presence grew stronger. He, Bray Wyatt is one of those guys that when he's not on TV, you feel his presence, like, you you miss, you, you know something's wrong, something missing, because right. that's how you, you catch yourself going, where's Bray Wyatt, like, I'm not, like, the, I'm not the biggest, like, Bray Wyatt, oh my god, fan whatever but I do like him but like when he wasn't there I'm like where the fuck is Bray Wyatt like at least he's entertaining compared to what you're trying to fucking shove down my throat this week Mm. I don't know it was it was it was beautiful it was wonderful it was crazy and I'm gonna need Matt Hardy to shut the fuck up on Twitter because you're acting like your wife still so who's talking on Twitter it's probably her on his account. Who are you talking about? Last night, Nicole told us that Matt Hardy went off on Twitter and basically said that his little broken character is the reason why WWE is doing cinematic stuff like this. Mm-hmm. Oh my god. Bray was doing that before you was d- broken. Or it, broken, whatever the fuck you No, I do. said, I was like, WWE has done stuff like this. Um, I believe WCW also have done stuff like this back in the day. And also, there was a whole fucking show called Lucha Underground, and I was in like, I commented on someone's Facebook post. I was like, I know Matt was probably high during that whole time Lucha Underground was on TV, but... (laughs) But it happened. (laughs) <laughs> but it happened <laughs> so and that's what made me so mad and I was like first of all the motherfucker who helps create Broken Universe is the one who did the match Ooh. so shut the fuck up Nicole got the receipts bitch mm-hmm. but she was all up in his ass when y'all the tag team right Ooh, glory! Yeah, that's why. That's why Jeff still works at WWE, and you okay. don't. Ooh, okay. That's why I got a problem, but uh, yeah, yeah and um, let's not, for, let's not forget that. that let's not forget that Bray had a um character theme match against Randy a few years ago. Ooh, yes. I mean, it was crap, but it happened. Yeah. yeah. 
with them fucking magnets. That was awful. Um, anybody else have anybody anything else to say about this match? Because I'm gonna go on a tangent. Oh, I like it. It was very creative. <laughs> we just gonna fang it when you get done. We gonna fang it when you get done. Go on. <laughs> Got the white claw ready. Go on. No. Go on. Let me grab my Bible. Right. <laughs> Right, you get you a drink, bitch, and serve it up. Serve it up. Oh my god. Okay. Okay, Funky Dineva. Come on now, sister. So, I don't, so honestly, and this is, I say this about a few things, and most of the time this is about Bray Wyatt. I said Riot. Ruby Riot was on my mind. Um, this was honestly one of the best. I'll put match in quotation marks because I know this is what's going to have people in the tizzy tomorrow. Um, also, fuck you to Dave Meltzer. Um, oh, first yeah. off, why? What did Meltzer do now? What he he literally that? had a tweet and it was like right after the Edge and Randy or a match, and it was like this Snickers commercial is the best thing I've seen all night. And everyone was like, literally, shut the fuck up. Like, literally, that's what everyone, like, there was, like, lighting his ass on fire. Oh, like, no, sir. Miserable. They're like, that's all he wanted was for everybody to go at his neck. So, yeah, he's yeah. such, like, why don't you keep sucking Kenny Omega's dick? No Fact. one is worried about you. It's dry. But, anyway. anyways, um, <laughs> that was literally one of the best quote unquote matches. I've seen point or production or anything WWE rest period. It was fantastic because it was it was it's just first of all not only because it was insane it was insane but it told you a story. Mm-hmm. It was literally it was literally Bray Wyatt Bray, Bray Wyatt going into John Cena's psyche showing him his career his career and completely breaking him down psychologically from within. True. Mm-hmm. Yes. And not only was he doing that because you know how John was basically telling him he wasn't shit the whole time, he doesn't deserve being here and blah blah blah. So he, not only was he breaking Cena down from the inside he said so you're not going to give me the torch you're not going to hand me the brass ring I'm going to rip it out of you you're done and like and they like they had the promo on like promo that they had on the um, pre-show and in there and he talks about how how John has everything now you have everything you're the man you've You've done all that you could have within this industry, and you're becoming a star. Why do you need to keep blocking my blessings, basically? It's basically what you saying. Why do you, why do you keep – you have everything you want. I have never had – I was like, I don't. I have worked and clawed, and I have almost gotten there, and then I haven't been able to hit that peak. And it's always been someone knocking him down, getting, like, creative, like, all these obstacles that he's had. And he's like, you know what? I'm over it. 
I don't need. And then it also, and like how he tried to say that Goldberg um, exposed him, he doesn't, he just d- don't care about belt anymore. That doesn't matter. Belts aren't, to people, but if you have a great enough character, belts don't matter. And that's and another people, thing. People really, really need to realize that. Because some of the best people to walk in and out of wrestling and in and out of a WWE ring have never held a world championship. William Regal has never held a world championship. Amen. He's one of the best wrestlers. So people need to also get that notion. That's a very, I think that's a very like Gen Z thing. Uh, it's childish. Yes, I feel like it's a very childlike mentality, and that's why I didn't care that that Bray lost a uh, belt because he shouldn't have had it in the first place because it, it didn't right. it did nothing for him. It just I bet they y'all just ain't didn't feel like it But um, yeah, I need people, and it was just honestly a beautiful um piece of work, just period. And this is coming from like artistically art art. It was a very, it was like watching. I felt like I was watching an art house film. It I was David Lynch vibes from it because it was just so. Yes, it was breathtaking. If they didn't, if they don't get nominated for an Emmy for this Boneyard match, they're gonna get. I they need to get one for this match, honestly. Like literally, they need to get Emmys for those matches. They were unfucking real, and I think people need to really appreciate it and take it as it was and as it is. And also, like the little callbacks and jabs, like fucking Bray singing Nikki Bella's theme. That shit. Oh my god, that was That was shady. And all the people who have left WWE and everyone wants to talk to like and everyone talks about how the nightmare of dealing with Vince and creative and the whole such a good shit line and yes. him actually saying that and it was a very I felt like it was a very, I don't know how to put this. It was a very like, this is why, no, it was showing this is why we are where we're at and you are not. This is showing, and WWE doesn't do it often because they're lazy. Mm -hmm. They're very lazy most of the time, to be completely honest. Actually, and they know that they're lazy. At times, um, NXT, not so much, uh, but as a whole, and when they can do it, and WWE has the ability to be constantly amazing all the time, but they choose not to for some reason, because they know people are going to buy tickets, they're going to watch, so it don't matter um, sometimes, and that's just business, but they showed... This is why we're number one. This is why we're in the position that we are at. This is why we are able to get your indie darlings and have get them to sign a contract with us. This is why 
we are the company that we have become. That, those two matches showed you why that company is in the standing that it is and how far it's come and how much of an impact WWE has as a whole, not only within wrestling, but in pop, pop culture in general. Because I'm telling you, if you have, like, film, film students, like, analyze the Boneyard Mash, they would just love it because it's basically like a fucking B, a B Hollywood, a B-rated horror movie, and it's just, like, so insane that they would just love it, but, and on the flip side, the Firefly Funhouse is a think piece. So, I don't, so say... So say the Boneyard match is, I mean, it's not as gruesome. Say um, the Boneyard match is Saw series. It's not super intelligent, but it has a lot of fans, and it's fun, and it does what it's supposed to be doing. And Firefly Funhouse is a drive, or a Neon Demon, or like movies like that. And I, like, they really just told you, like, that we're that bitch. And that, that's it. And everybody else can go sit, sit at home, shut the fuck up, and try to, try, <laughs> try to keep up. And that's what I said about, Char- like, what they're doing for Charlotte. They are moving, as, and also, like, I'll make this comment about TNA, because TNA, yes, they did help ushered a women's revolution but what they have really nothing to call for it now their women's division isn't isn't good now to be honest and ring of honors women's division is basically non-existent they might as well be all valets now and i think they're showing yes everyone wanted to make the joke about how we i started the revolution first and women's revolution first blah blah But they're, like I said, they're positioning Charlotte to elevate their women's division to a whole nother level that is probably going to be above the the men's division. And these matches showed you this is why we're the superior company, point blank, period. True. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. So... As what I need people to, and even if people hate WWE and they hate, this is something, and there was, there's people who don't like who, like Joey Ryan, who, who loves the fucking dig and dig and dig at WWE because he knows they won't sign his funky ass ever. Um, <laughs> and then he tweeted, he was like, that's literally the best match. He was like, that's match of the year. That's the best thing I've seen in my entire life. Yep. You can and you and that's what I'm saying. Like you have to look at it from, uh, you have to look at people have to look at it from an I I hate um not I don't hate WWE glasses. They need to remove those glasses and look at it for what it is. And it was a beautiful piece of cinematic wrestling of psychology people who like myself where i'm so that's the most important one the most important aspects to me in wrestling and it's 
and some people aren't very good at it, is psychology, specifically ring psychology. That is a perfect example of it, a literally perfect example of ring psychology and psychology as a whole within wrestling. And it was just, it was just amazing. And um, I don't know, all, all you other girls can sit down. It's over. I'm done. <laughs> um, I'm gonna need AEW to um, fix all of the things. <laughs> I know, I'm gonna need I AEW know. to shut down. Oh, I'm gonna need. I know Matt Hardy's somewhere fucking sick. Sick to his <laughs> fucking stomach, and I hope. He is. I hope he's puked. Ooh! He puked on Rebby's, like, makeup collection. Don't start. Don't start that shit. I we hope, a clean I show. Hope I hope you, I hope you go to sleep tonight and you think about it and you're like, wow, I really fumbled that bag. <laughs> I really, like, you want to talk about being creative. It's still more fucking creative. I'm done with you. Because honestly, low key, if Matt stayed, they probably would have gave him a little cute little batch like that too. It probably would only been ten minutes, but they probably would have gave him something just to fill up time. <laughs> they probably would have gave him at least a decent send off. <laughs> exactly. So I don't know. Yeah. I hope I hope all you hating ass hoes are sick right now. I hope you're sick. I hope you go to bed sick. Hope you wake up sick. I hope they run out of toilet paper. Oh! Actually, send it to my house. I'm about to. I need. A, I'm about to run out of toilet. I'm about to run out of paper towels sometime tomorrow. <laughs> Final match of the night was Drew McIntyre versus Brock Lesnar. And Drew McIntyre won. And I told you he was going to win. That felt good. It was obvious he was going to win, but um, uh, I, okay. Him kick, I was very impressed. I liked the, him kicking out of all the F5s. Because mm-hmm. after he hit that first one, I thought he was done. And then he kicked out at one, and I was like, oh. Like, Art. And then he, um. <laughs> <laughs> and then they kept going, and I don't know. It was like a, it was like a quick match, which, like, it's a, it's a Brock Lesnar match, so, like, duh. But I feel like the match did its justice, and it did what it was supposed to do. Yes. And, um,. I don't know, I, I really, I liked the match, and I liked the way that Brock put Bray, put Drew over, and I'm, I'm not a Drew fan, but anybody's a fan, so power to him. Mm-hmm. I'm a Drew fan. I'm a Drew fan. So I was like, I like Drew, I like Drew too. But I didn't think I I don't know I did not think I thought Brock was gonna win I really thought Brock was gonna win. 
No. no it was too obvious. No. It was too obvious. He's very happy that he won. They were building him too strong. I wanted to cry, but you know, I'm a real nigga. I can't do that. I felt the tears in my eyes, but they wouldn't come down. Shut the fuck up, God. You shut okay. up. No tears tonight, huh? <laughs> no. But um, as much as I hate Brock, I have to give him credit because he works with the absolute best and he makes them work. So with him not, you know, not practicing matches, it's a shitty thing, but it makes them think on the fly. Okay, like, how can I get this motherfucker down? And they tend to do it. So with that, he makes people look good in that sense. I ain't now, I'm not getting that's, him that's the only thing I'll give him. I ain't getting nothing else. Fuck him. But, um, I'm with Tiff on that. <laughs> Fuck him, shit. But, um, <laughs> um, as far as Drew, I was happy because, you know, I've looked, I've been watching Drew the whole, like, I, when he came in, that's when I started watching wrestling. So I basically grew with this man. So I'm like, okay. Then he left. So I'm like, well, you're not getting the shot. Then he came back. Well, I'm still waiting for him to get his shot. Then we go through this whole Seth bullshit, which took for fucking ever. And now he finally got his shot. So I'm happy that he finally got the belt after, what, a decade? I saw it coming. I knew it was going to happen. I knew both of the Royal Rumble winners was going to um, you know, win tonight because they've been going strong. And I knew that those F-Fabs was not going to do it because he hit them, I want to say I'm wrong, and then he got up to uh, get him a Claymore. So I knew that the F5, he was going to eat that shit up. <laughs> when he kicked out um, at the first one, I said, that shit ain't done. I said, get, you got to do at least 10 more to get him down. When I think it was the fourth one he tried to go for, that's why I knew it was pretty much over with. So. Yeah, I enjoyed the um, main event. That's all for me. Anybody else? He deserved it. He, he, I cannot imagine at 21 being brought in and having so much pressure put on me. Like, just, you know, Vince, if Vince McMahon came up to me, if I got signed to the WWE at a young age, and he's like, hey, we're going to put the horse and cart behind you. You know, you're, you're going to be the, you're going to be the guy. And you were so worried about that. You couldn't deliver properly. But think, it's like the ultimate full circle story. Young kid comes in, gets cho- the, like basically the chosen one, as much as I hate saying that about anybody. He, he doesn't do well, so he goes. He starts building his – he starts rebuilding himself on the Indies, becomes a beast, gets signed back to WWE, says, hey, hold on. We're not ready to bring you to the main roster yet. Let's put you down in NXT becomes one of the biggest stars in NXT, comes to the main roster, almost gets buried again because they basically made him a sidekick. And then out of nowhere, they started just really pushing him again. He won the Royal Rumble, and now he's won the title. It's like a full coming circle. It's like a full full circle story with a happy ending, and I could not be happier for Drew. 
What do you say, Nicole? Um, I was, again, like I said, I was sure um, Brock was going to win. I was happy for Drew that he won. He deserved it. I'm very upset that for him that he could not have that in front of fans. Me too. That and I kind of and honestly, I think internally that's why I would have rather Brock win because I just felt like as I just he needs an audience. Um, and I just really felt for Drew, and it's just honestly and also I just loved seeing the look on his face. Yes, he was just so he. It was just like he was complete. Like he was so happy. Like all of the shit that he and hurdles and everything it's okay like it was completely worth it and again storytelling this whole night was a lot of storytelling and it's wonderful for him i'm so happy for him also he is the second member of three mb that has been world champion yeah really ginger mahal though he counts because he was champion Honestly, I looked back at Jinder Mahal. His title reign wasn't that bad. Told you. To be Fuck Jinder. Fuck Jinder. Fuck him. <laughs> His title reign was that bad. <laughs> oh, hey. So speaking of Meltzer, real I quick. didn't. I didn't. I really don't think it was that bad. But um. But anyways, but I I I was just it was just wonderful. It was just wonderful for I'm I'm happy for him not not only as like a character but for as him as a human being. I don't know if his name is Drew in real life too, but I'm happy that he finally got something that he's been working for for years because he literally went back to square one when he left WWE. He went back on the Indies. Back he literally started from square one for the second time and worked his way back up to being a world champion and he deserves all the credit for all that hard work that that entails I agree so hey um, before I don't want to like counteract anybody but there's I follow on Twitter. It's called Wrestle Features, and um, I don't always agree with what they say, but this is what their their response to Dave Meltzer is. People all across the world have lost their jobs due to the virus. This is a man who's lucky to have his job intact. Mania going ahead is a massive income booster for him. Imagine being this moody and negative. Mm. Lord have mercy. So, I just sorry I didn't mean to like interrupt though. No, Dave Meltzer is a troll. We all know that, so I don't give that fucker no energy. Fuck him and his fucked up uh, magazine, his fucked up radio show, podcast. Fuck him and everything he got. Fuck all of them. He got all that. Yeah. He the one who be leaking all that information. Everybody that get their information, they always refer back to the Wrestling Observer, which is Meltzer's online publication. 
It always leads back to him. Somehow. Anyway. I was just happy for one. I really don't have no critique for that match. I don't have anything else to say about it other than I'm glad Drew McIntyre won. Only thing I wish was that he had the crowd like Nicole said because he truly deserved to have it. Um, but I've been a fan of Drew since he came back. I always knew that he could be the guy and he's, he's the guy. So now we're going to see what they're going to do because you don't need to rely on Lesnar no more. You need to start building your superstars. So what you gonna do? Facts. And that's all we got. <laughs> we ain't got no more. And we tied. So. <laughs> Wait, I have a, I have a question for y'all. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you think we're going? What do you think we should expect tomorrow on Raw, or what do you guys want to see tomorrow on Raw? Because you know tomorrow, like the Raw after Mania is always supposed to be like the big surprise blowout show. So, what you guys are ex- expecting to happen? I honestly don't know. Same. I truly don't. I mean, at this point, I'd be surprised if they even had a show to put on air. Because we don't know how many shows they pre-recorded. And the last time I looked at the news, the Surgeon General is telling everybody that this is the week that the coronavirus will be at its peak. So I really don't know. I have no expectations for Monday Night Raw tomorrow at all. This is, I think, the first mania that like, honestly, I'm not, I was more intrigued by Mania than what's coming tomorrow. Like, if that makes, does that make sense to anybody? Yeah, so we're going back to what we had before. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's not going to be, you know, in front of a crowd. And, you know, my husband said this, like, earlier this, like, last month. He's like, you know, we're not going to have that after Mania crowd, so they could do anything they want, but it's just not going to be the same. But I, I honestly want to see where they go, like, for Raw and SmackDown. And, you know, if it's pre-taped, like Tiff said, we don't know how far, how long, how much they've taped because eventually they are going to have to stop. Everything is going to come to a standstill. And um, I don't know. I just, I, I, I just want them to take, like, see how they did Mania, and they need to keep this shit up. Because the minute they start getting lazy again, people are going to come for them. True. So they need they need to step their game up. They need to keep going as hard and, you know, go, last as long as they can in this climate. Because, you know, we, we need distractions. And I know we were sitting here bitching about, like, our stuff freezing up or whatever. But it's like, people who... Probably hadn't watched wrestling ever in their life, or people who haven't probably watched it in like 20 years or whatever, they probably tuned in tonight because they needed something. And they're just like, screw it. Like, let's just do it. True. So I just, I don't know. Nicole? What? 
Doc <laughs> wanted to know if you had any expectations for Monday Night Raw. What do you think is going to happen? Um, sorry, I just got real tired all of a sudden. Um, I don't know, honestly. I don't really have any expectations. I kind of want to keep it that way. Um, I think Bianca is going to show up in some capacity. Um, hopefully, Jesus Christ, someone take the belt from Becky. I'm so tired. <laughs> I'm so, so tired. I don't care if it's Nia and everyone knows I'm not a fan of Nia whatsoever. Um, I don't, it could be, it could even be fucking her. I cheer for her. She did it. Please just put me out of my misery. <laughs> no offense to Becky, but yeah. she's had it long well, enough. Yeah. I'm tired. She's had it basically a whole year. Give it the fuck up. <laughs> Preach. Uh, I, 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 okay, I think I have one. I, I think Becky's gonna give a long ass promo about how she's beating everybody. You're definitely gonna see that. Ten fucking minutes of our time. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Just mute it. Just mute it, Doc. Just, <laughs> Just mute it. Just mute I'm still it. listening now. <laughs> just to get my ears some listen to. Oh Jesus! I I just want it to be I just want it to be done. I think I really feel like she's gonna do an open challenge tomorrow. As she should. She should have been doing open challenges, but they wouldn't let her. I mean, there wasn't nobody in the back to answer an open challenge. That is nobody true as well. You already she already beat. <laughs> Don, what you what you think don't happen about? Um I'm sure. I don't have the expectation. I can tell you what I would want to happen. Well what do you want to happen? I want Becky to step her game up. Oh god. If you gonna be this year long reigning champ, you gotta step your game up. You gotta oh, get man. some more umph to your character. Well, that ain't The man is looking like the man that be at the bar just talking a lot. Ooh. (laughs) There's no oomph. You just run in your mouth. Yes, we see you. You can back it up. But what can your character do? Uh, Talk. Yes, it is. All she do is talk. And she barely do that. (laughs) So... I mean, um, I want to see Drew run through a few people. Don't know who he's going to run through. I want to see Drew have a few with Samoa Joe. Yes, that would be amazing. He still got a concussion. He got concussion from that dumbass commercial they did. (laughs) I hate to laugh, the way she said it. (laughs) I ain't got to be so vile like that. Damn. You ain't shit. Samojo is a permanent resident of the sick and shut in list. Really, Nicole? I swear. Both of y'all ain't shit. Both of y'all. 
You and Doc came shit. We done broke his thumb doing a thumb wrestling contest. Ooh, child. She said the sickest shut-in list, though. Do you know what that means? Yes, I know what it means. My father's a minister. I hate y'all. I hate y'all. So much. <laughs> oh, you, you go to church? Did you know what it is? No, I don't think y'all know. I don't think. Look, when you go to church and the pastor get up and he reading the names off the list of the sick and shut in, those are the people who are either at the hospital, the hospice, or they literally have a disease that is debilitating for them, and the pastor be going to their house. Or whatever they be at to pray over them. That's the sickest shut in list. You ain't hey. shit, Nicole. See? <laughs> God bless tomorrow, y'all. Oh, stop it, stop it. I'm talking about shit. I got to say that shit. Oh my God. So, like, I just jumped on the WWE <laughs> shop page and I'm looking at shirts, and the Matt Hardy shirt is only nine bucks. <laughs> They, they you ain't about to get that shirt no They time. made those shirts literally $5. Oh, my God. For Dean Ambrose, $5 shirts? Dean Ambrose yeah, went on sale, too, until they left. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. Mm-hmm. They're, They're still selling shields. Mm-hmm. They still selling <laughs> War Games shirts from 2018. Hey, that was a good War Game shit. I sell it, too. <laughs> I like that Bray Wyatt shirt right there. That's cool. That Bray Wyatt shirt is cute. When he got the the chainsaw. Yeah. Uh, I thought that was cute. They still have a fucking sanity shirt. They got a lot of shirts up there that ain't sold out yet. It's only ten I'm bucks. I'm getting that Buki Warrior shirt though. I'm gonna get both of them. I like both they of them. They have a. Ooh, I want like to see them break up. I don't. I, I don't want Kabuki Warriors to that anymore. I don't. Mm-mm. What? Because they've been pushing Oscar solo since that TLC match. Oscar has not had yeah. a title defense <laughs> with Kyrie since yesterday. Not yesterday, before yesterday. Since WrestleMania. They have not had a title defense. And Oscar has been going to SmackDown, beating up Alexa Bliss by herself. Where's Kyrie? With her husband where she should be? Dead at all. Let it go. She's fucking her husband. Don't worry about what she's doing. Period. Period. I'll be at home with my husband. Whoa. That's she why you need champion. to break it the fuck up. Let it go. Shit. That I can do what you want to do. Fuck, I need to go for a little bit. call me out. She said, I scuff. And the Kabuki Warriors. Let me go represent us. Kyrie said, cool. Let me go get my marital dick then. I'm like, bitch, we come as a set. So she's talking to you. She's talking to us. Fuck we that. Going Fuck that. No, no break I it can't up. Handle it. No, break it up. Let Oscar be hey. solo. Let Kyrie go solo. Since y'all want to push them solo so bad. Okay. I understand Damn. when, you know, Kyrie had her concussion. I got that. They probably right? are it's breaking them up. I think that Kyrie came out in her pirate costume today. She didn't come out in her normal Kabuki Warriors gear. She came out as, as the pirate. Which is fitting because it was a pirated themed WrestleMania, but I'm just yeah. saying. Usually she come out there with her um with her umbrella twirling. But she had her pirate gear on. 
So maybe that's the sign that they're getting ready to start um, breaking them up, which is fine. It'll make sure the roster is standing out. They can have more matches with the women because they have more singles competitors to compete. How the fuck are the the the, the leader of World Club Bucks? What? I'm look, I'm still on WWE. I'm listening, but like they have like the eater of the 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 leaders of World, you know, the Matt and Bray tag team. Yeah. And that's still like twelve bucks. Like just get the shit out on clearance. Like no one wants the shit anymore. Yeah, they do. That's why I'm still up there. And two hundred dollars. They just what? trying to get rid of the stock. I don't want it. Like no. Thought it was Girl. a shirt to begin with. You. She said I don't want it. Are we good, or we need to keep on filming? What else can we talk about? Uh, I'm, I'm tired, but overall, tired overall, I give Mania a very strong A grade, and um, they just need to keep that shit going. Yes. I, I wouldn't get your hopes up, but I am proud of WWE for putting on the show that they did. Yeah. Um, Everybody make sure that you watch the the Firefly Funhouse match. (laughs) Yep. I have one question for you. How long do y'all give Brock before he's world champion again? Man, if that nigga come back, I quit. I'm not playing. (laughs) I'm not fucking playing. If he come back and he gets another title shot, he become champion again. I ain't watching Raw or SmackDown. I quit. <laughs> They'd be Not dead to me. Whatever show he's on would be dead to me. And I'm I would just I would just watch the other show in NXT and that's it. This should be it. Like, when is you gonna get your love letter to your career, bitch? Cause you getting on my nerves. Ooh. I need you to get yours. You need to have a Firefly Funhouse match too. Man, he just needs to go away. Just, just make it so Bray Wyatt just chop your head off and then you go. Hurts your man. Use that chainsaw he used to cut up that damn bill for. Just do that. Then we over with. You get all the horror you want. Everybody dead. Then just go off. And I'll be satisfied. <laughs> she said everybody dead. I don't want to see him. I don't want to see him as champion, and I definitely don't want to see Roly Polioli bring his ass out there. Talking about spoiler alert, and he got the damn juice. And we know your cold cut ass know everything. We we clear oh on that. God. Shut the fuck up. Oh Tired of you. Cold cut ass. I gotta remember that. Roly Polioli. <laughs> Y'all know damn well he look like the little Beatles from that Disney Junior TV show. Y'all know that. <laughs> Any birthday? I'm really fucking sad. I'm just gonna have to call her tonight. She got that one. <laughs> I can't even say nothing after that. She got it. I'm literally gonna watch that match one more time and go to bed. Jesus. Actually, I need to stop watching it. I need to just go to bed, honestly. All right. This was a good show, y'all. Thank you.
thank you, Don and Doc, for coming in. Uh, this has been awesome. Thank you, guys. Thank you. See y'all later if I'm not dead. Oh, God. You know, don't, happen. You. don't say that. Don't start <laughs> that shit. Power of positivity. Do not let the new day down. Well, I'll be. I'm gonna be. I'm gonna be like AJ. Stick my hand out of the grave. Oh God. That hand took me out at the end. Well, if it makes you feel any better, Doc, if that does happen, I'll be the one that could kick you in your grave. How about that? No, that's because Montez posted that. I saw that. That was fine. I started crying when I saw that shit. I'm like, what is? I'm like, what is wrong with him? <laughs> I can't. I can't with half these wrestlers right now because they're all going fucking crazy just like us. <laughs> go to bed. It's time to go to bed. <laughs> Now let's go to bed. Bye, y'all. Good night. Good night, y'all. Happy good. Jesus Christ. So that is it. That's all we got for you. We ain't got no more. That is it for Down for the Count and our WrestleMania review. We hope you guys enjoyed it. Don't forget to follow us on social media, on Twitter and Instagram. All of that information is in the episode. But if you need to pour a refresher, you can follow us on Twitter at Down for the Count 19. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, you can follow us at D4TC underscore podcast. We'll see you guys in our next episode.